All right, so it is 7 p.m. and we will now begin our presentation. Uh, my name is Courtney Gallagher. I'm with Morris and Ritchie Associates. We are the uh, civil engineering and landscape architecture firm that is working with Sully Road LC, the developer, to develop the subject property. I'm joined by Jim Pratt from Elm Street Development, which is the parent company of Sully Road LC. Tonight we are here specifically to discuss the wetland buffer modification request associated with the Sully Road project. The modification request was submitted to Anne Arundel County on uh, April 21st as part of the preliminary plan application for the Sully Road project. The modification tracking number is 17184. A couple of housekeeping items. The entirety of this presentation, including the question and answer portion, will be audio recorded and provided to Anne Arundel County for inclusion on their community meeting website. Uh, if you have not done so already, we would ask that you sign in so that you can be um, mailed copy of the minutes after tonight, of tonight's presentation. We'll go through the presentation and then have a question and answer session. And I ask that all participants uh, hold their questions to the end so that I can get through the county required information. This meeting is required per uh, Anne Arundel County Subdivision Code Section 17-2107-A1-I. The code specifically states that a community meeting must be held to disclose a modification to permit direct impact to environmentally sensitive areas. To be clear, this meeting is not required as part of a development submittal like a preliminary plan during which uh, detailed information typically would be discussed regarding the development uh, submittal. This project was not required to hold a pre or post submittal community meeting. The purpose of this meeting is only to discuss the wetland buffer modification request. However, the county has a very specific community meeting checklist uh, that I am required to discuss, so we will cover uh, some of the features of the development proposal as well towards the end of the presentation. The project site totals 16.129 acres and is zone W1, which is an industrial zone. The project is located within a priority funding area and has direct access to Sully Road here on the side left side of the page is located approximately uh, 1,800 feet south of Nabs Creek Road. The site includes parcels 117 and 118 that are shown on tax map 10. There are ephemeral channels and intermittent streams that run through the site as well as, po as, well as pockets of non-tidal wetlands here towards the front of the site for Sully Road as well uh, as the east side of the site. Much of the proposed development area, including um, portions of the disturb proposed disturbance, are unwooded. The proposed development includes a single-story, 90,300-square-foot warehouse with an associated automobile parking lot, loading dock, and trailer parking lot. The proposed uses conform to the W1 zone and are consistent with recently approved and constructed industrial uses along the Sully Road corridor. The site has been designed to meet the county's environmental site design stormwater management requirements. The proposed development has been located here in the westernmost portion of the site to avoid impacts to the existing streams and their buffers and the existing non-tidal wetlands. 
of the 16.129 acre project site, only 7.7 .7 acres or 48% is proposed to be disturbed. Only 4.75 acres of the site or 29.4% will be covered by buildings and parking. As a point of reference, the code allows up to 75% of the site to be covered by buildings and parking. Uh, there is significant fall across this project site, approximately 37 feet from the highest point up in Sully Road to the lowest point here uh, in the southeast corner of the development area. In order to accommodate the proposed development, two retaining walls are proposed in the southwest corner and the northeast corner to uh, limit grading and minimize impact to environmental features. The proposed temporary impacts to the existing wetland buffers on the site are needed to facilitate construction of those two retaining walls. The proposed disturbance areas are highlighted here in no permanent structures are proposed within the buffer areas. The disturbance is solely for grading and construction work area. The total wetland buffer disturbance is 922 square feet with 691 square feet here in the northeast uh, portion of the site and another 231 square feet in the southwest portion of the site. Uh, as a point of reference, the proposed 922 square feet of wetland buffer disturbance represents only 1.45% of the total wetland buffer area on site and only 0.13% of the total site area. Mitigation for the wetland buffer impacts will be provided at a one-to-one -one ratio, so 922 square feet of mitigation area. The mitigation proposal is to replant the area of temporary wetland buffer disturbance in accordance with the county's green notice OPZ-20-06. A couple of other items uh, that are required per the community meeting checklist I'll go through now. Uh, this project is a private development and not part of a capital improvement project. The property is privately owned and is not located within the critical area. It is currently uh, improved with uh, a handful of building foundations, but is otherwise vacant, and those foundations are proposed to be demolished as part of the proposed development. The property is not proposed to be subdivided. The building uh, height will be in accordance with the zoning requirements. There are a total of 68 proposed parking spaces uh, with the, associated with the warehouse building. Access to the site will be provided via Sully Road here, and the drive out will split to the front to access the um, parking spaces, and then wrap around the rear to access the loading docks and the trailer uh, parking lot. The site will be served by public water and sewer. And uh, lastly, in addition to the wetland buffer modification request, the project also uh, has submitted a request, modification request to allow true clearing. So that concludes my presentation. Uh, Jim, is there anything that you would like to add or say? All right, then uh, we can open it up for questions. What was the modification request again? There's a forest clearing modification. The county, I would say recently, but it's probably been four years now or so, um, they, they made it a requirement that you had to retain, in the, the way the code was written, that you would have to retain all forest or propose a or uh, yeah propose a modification to allow clearing 
that's not that's separate from the forest conservation requirements, which only say you have to propose a certain percentage of the existing forest. So there's sort of a disconnect between their one part of their code, another part of their code, which essentially forces us to submit modification requests anytime you want to go on site and cut down even one tree. Saying that's all considered to be one zoning. This site is zoned all zone W1. There's not a mixed zoning use there. Oh, actually, uh, there is a little a bit small, of uh, RLD on the back. That's correct. A very small portion at the rear of the site is zoned RLD. But that portion of the site is not part of the uh, proposed development, the proposal. This here? This is a stormwater management pond. Um, the site, we've provided smaller, what they call ESD, environmental site design facilities throughout, but in order to address peak management for the larger storms, a 10-year storm event or greater, uh, it was determined that we would need a, a detention pond here, a stormwater pond, so that's what that is shown there. And that's isolated from the uh, wetland area? That's correct, yes. The wetland, the gray hatch is not the, the wetland, it's actually proposed forest conservation, but the wetland buffer runs along the edge of that, that shaded gray area. What type of buffer are you planning to put on the top part of that So right now we're proposing to retain uh, existing woodland along that northern property line. And what density, what, what, what depth, or what, what diameter? It, it ranges, so it's all, there's existing woodland along that property line, right. uh, for, for the most part. Uh, so it, it ranges in depth. So we're not we're not proposing any plantings there. It's, it's retention of what is existing uh, on on this site. It ranges probably from so maybe fifty to thirty feet along, that, 50 along that side, and then it gets much much wider. Yeah. Fifty to thirty feet. As you can see, there's a the narrowest point there at the top. What is that protruding to the 30, 30 foot line? What is, what is this label? No, right there with the... I think he's middle. asking about this right here. Yeah, that little spot right there. What is that? That's a little bit of grading to accommodate that five inches. Yeah, these are stormwater management uh, facilities. Is that going to be any sort of a berm placed across there? Or? No, so we want to, we're keeping as much trees here as possible. Mm -hmm. So to put a berm in, we'd need to take the trees down and build a berm. So. Our goal was to leave as much existing woodland along the north side of this property as possible. Um, so the no, there, there's no berm there. This is these represent depressions in the ground where um, we have ESD facilities. And the area to the left there, I guess you'd consider to be to the west. Yes. No, the west to the, the left of the, of the building structure. This here. Here. Yeah, what is that? This is all existing forest that's going to stay. Oh, so you're just going to basically have that passageway. For entry to get into where the construction is at. Yeah, so the, the goal was to limit the development to just this footprint. So whatever you see in this darker shade mm -hmm. is existing trees to stay. So the board, the, the thing that you're kind of putting that pink, is that to redirect the wetland? This is, this is, um, not, I'm not trying to jump in no, on you here, but um, no, the pink area is we have a retaining, these two retaining walls here mm -hmm. in each corner to keep the building out of those sensitive areas, and in order to build the walls, we need to temporarily grade 
in there to build the walls. So how high the, is the wall? Uh, three to five feet, probably. Oh, yeah. Talking about a, a, a small, small yeah. size. Yeah, they're they're small segmental block or gravity walls, depending on how we build them. But um, this is just to allow us give us a little extra space to build the wall, and then when we're done, we're going to plant it back. So that's what the district. So is. the walls are be to be erected to perform the construction, and then to be dismantled after the construction. No, they're permanently in place. So they're to allow for construction of the walls that will be permanent. The disturbance in the pink is only temporary. Right. The walls themselves are not in the wetland buffer. They are outside the okay. buffer. But, but the they're, they're going to be no more than three to three to five feet tall. So you're not going to be looking at a big tall wall. Right. Like this one in front of us here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, oh, yeah. You know, no, not How long has this project been underway? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on when you want to call a start. Um, probably since late 2021. October, November 2021? Something like that. When, I'm just saying underway is you know, looking at layouts and parcels and seeing how everything fits and what could be built, etc. And when do you plan to have this project completed? Built and complete? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, I don't know. It's got, I'd have to look into a glass ball there. But the, um, <laughs> you know, from an approval perspective, we typically look at 18 to 24 months to get it approved. And then a project like this, after it's approved, would probably take another 12 or 18 months to construct. Wow. So two to three years. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah, it, it takes a minimum of. 12, 18 to 24 months to get an approval and handle it. Yeah. And this is the very first step of three steps. That's correct. Yeah. What are the other two steps? Well, again, we're technically talking about this modification, but to fill you in on the rest of the process, this is called preliminary plan, which is step one. Step two is site development plan, which is more detailed engineering and analysis. And then the third step is what's called grading permit, which is when you look at sediment erosion control and construction entrances and uh, basically how you develop the site and the step-by-step. -step. So the area along Solly Road that's there, how much of that is going to be opened up for entryway? I'm assuming is that 80 feet, or 60 feet, 100 feet? Yeah, I used to bring a scale, but I, yeah, I don't I anymore. So this road right now is, this is what? It's 30, 30 feet, feet 30, wide. Yeah. So. Just to give you a sense of so scale. That's the already existing railway going in there? No, sir. This is the proposed road. Oh. So just by way of reference, this road's 30 feet wide, just to give you an idea of how wide that is. So across the entrance, you know, it might be 80 feet through there. Yeah. Because from a sight distance perspective, when you pull a vehicle out, you need to be able to look left and right. So we have to clear this little triangle so you can see. Something, right. something wide to make a sweeping turn would have to have some clearance. Yes, right. but the the tree clearing narrows down. I'd say probably closer to fifty or sixty feet. So along the road, it's a wider opening. But as you come into the site, that yeah. truncates. Yeah. Gotcha. Any other questions or? <laughs> yeah. Pull the audience. So you guys were hoping for the magic. <laughs> you know, uh, 
I, it's, it's not as much fun to talk to an empty room. No, so. <laughs> we have done that though. Yeah, say so we have to we have to give the presentation no matter oh, how wow. many people are here or not. So, uh. so you're talking eighteen months to get a site approval, yeah. and you're talking another twelve to eighteen months to get a survey. Like twelve to eighteen months after that, to actually like build the building inside out. Clearing the ground within eighteen months. I would say eighteen months from now we would have our plans approved. Mm -hmm. So shovel in the ground, any activity out there is at least 20 months away from now. So the better part of two years. Gotcha. And what time frame do you have yet to get this portion of this wrapped up? I'm not sure I understand your question. In other words, is there any time restraints as far as you getting this in? You know, it's like, in. Oh yeah. It's in? Yeah. Yeah, this was submitted at the end of uh, April. Yeah, oh. we had to we worked on it for a long time. We had to get it submitted. Um, the county has pretty tight time requirements, so it's in now. Gotcha. Okay. So the clock ticks from then into April to uh, 18 months out? Yeah, roughly. Again, there's it's not like a hard schedule. It's We put plans in for review. The county has certain time frames that they need to adhere to review plans. Then. They make comments or recommendations to our plan. We have to respond. So that's a cycle that can go on for some time. There's no hard date that, that needs to be approved by. So some projects take longer than others. If there's some sites are more challenging than others, they have more you know, environmental impacts and stuff. So it so, really yeah. all depends. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you like a rough range on, on, a, on a typical project. Is this thing divided up within itself or is this just one big warehouse? So, um, it's a little chicken in the egg. So what we show at this stage is the total footprint of the building. Mm. So the ultimate user of that facility may choose to fit out the interior however they want. It might be one user in one big space. They might decide they want to have three or four users in there and you know, segment it up. So at, at this stage, this is sort of the site development portion of it. When it gets fully approved and it goes to building, it goes to yet a fourth step, which is building permit. When that's when who's ever the architect is that's building the building will decide exactly how they divvy it up. And is this going to be a 24-hour trucking operation? I, again, like I don't know who's the who the tenant's going to be yet. So mm -hmm. it could it could not be. Um, you don't know if it's going to be like a mini mall or, or who's going to. No, it, it's going to be a big box building like what you see up the street, but nothing nearly that size. Those are like half a million square feet, and this is under a million thousand. Um, but yeah, it's an industrial box, and whoever is the ultimate owner is going to choose how they want to fit it out. In. But it will be in compliance with whatever the underlying. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just some kids playing there. Yeah. <clears throat> so you had originally even thought about putting houses up there, didn't you? Yeah. So W one allows for. Um, workforce housing and industrial use. The problem is that from when we initially looked at the property, interest rates more than doubled, and it basically rendered any workforce housing scenario infeasible, uh, just financially infeasible. Right. Um, so the people that would be purchasing would put it with it beyond their reach? Um, yes, but um, more so that um, the way affordable and workforce housing works in the county is based on median income. 
and it's a calculation and formula that's also tied to interest rate. So when interest rates were at 3.5%, it could pencil, but now that we're over 6%, all of a sudden the, the value of the house and the affordability of that house, you basically have to build a $150,000 house, which you can't build here. Um, it needs to be even, maybe even cheaper. Um, so it, the county has a prescribed formula on how you arrive at that, and one of the inputs is interest rate. So when that interest rate doubles, all of a sudden you, you can't build a house for that price anymore. Um, so that's the issue. Hmm. Um, so in W1 property, you have the option to go sort of the, what they call the by right use, which is industrial, uh, but there is flexibility in the code that does allow more for that. Well, I thought that was more so, you know, 50-50 W1 RLG, but you know. No, the, the zoning line, it, it really, it jogs pretty hard. So this, this, this dash right here, actually you can see it. Mm -hmm. Right here, so it just trims the end of this property and comes across and then makes a hard left. Right. So that's why on this property, I would say over a third of it is RLD mm -hmm. and the other two thirds is W1. So that uh, basically, you didn't have to have much to have this rezoned, or is that you would have to have it rezoned? Well, what we can do is probably wrap up this technical community meeting portion, and Courtney can stop recording, and I can um, answer any general questions you have that aren't within the scope of what the modification gotcha. is about. All right. With that, I'm going to conclude this wetland buffer modification community meeting. Thank you.